The podcast you're about to listen to is about a spiritual search for meaning, and it's also about beer. Despite that, we firmly believe that there are no real answers at the bottom of a glass. And if you're struggling with drinking, we encourage you to talk to someone. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome back to This Is The Life with Paddy and Rory, supported by Penta Hotels, a travel podcast about beer. Or you could call it a magical mystery pour, or a pilgrimage. Really just rattling through some of the discarded names of the podcast here. Brews of the world. That was another one. This time, we headed to what many consider to be the beer capital of the world, Prague. We arrived into town late, dropped our bags in our rooms, and after the reception for the best local beer, they pointed us in the direction of Dvarkuti, a short walk away which we had been told serves some of the freshest golden frothing pints in the city straight from the tank. While we were there, we experienced something that made us say to ourselves, this could be the best weekend of our lives. Some might call it merely a statistical anomaly. Others might call it a coincidence. But we call it a miracle. Here we are discussing it later that night back in the Penta Lounge. Full disclosure, there are moments on these trips where our journalistic integrity comes into question and we get carried away and drink too much beer. Uh, this might be slash very much is one of those recordings, so apologies in advance. So what happened? I got a message from my future brother-in-law, Tom. He's in Spain with his uh, friend Javi. Those two and I have a song that we share together. It's very dear to our hearts. It's the song that goes... La, 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 la. Life is life. And I got a message from them Sorry, when we were at the airport and I told this whole story to Rory about the song. Mm. I sung a large chunk of the song, including the intro, which is a sort of drum beat. I can't remember exactly. Then... I wish you could all see the, uh, the, the energy in which Paddy piled into the, to the, to those drums. And I, um, I sung the song to Rory in the airport, told him the story about um, these two friends of mine. I checked into the airport, went to the first bar. 30 seconds into us being there, I hear... I turn to Rory and say... This is that... I say, what? Do you recognise this song? And I went... No, I don't think... Hold on. Life... Is life. It was mind blowing. It really it was one of those moments. We're not going to be able to sort of uh, paint a picture. Coincidences it? don't really translate as no. stories, like yeah. anecdotes. They're bad anecdotes, yeah. famously. I like them. Yeah. I, I give them the benefit of the doubt exactly. when they get told you, you, to me. You have to sort of amp them up a fair bit. Yeah. If you're on the receiving end of one. And, and every, that's what and, I'm saying. Everyone, the, millions, the millions and millions of people that we listen to this will, will have to do so. What I'm saying to our massive fan base is believe us when we say it was mad. Off the back of that mad serendipitous moment, Mm. we had a sip of a sort of very creamy pilsner. Yeah. A head that was so thick that I dipped my finger into it and it sort of clung to... uh, I'm sorry, that's a horrible image. (laughs) 
but it did. It clung to my finger. My finger well, looked like a cotton bud. Yeah, you did. You did. I mean, you you put your finger into it as if you're going to be doing some sort of like sort of quite sort of like knowing gestures to like you knew how Pilsner would move. yeah it was meant to yeah you, you did it and then then you held it then you sort of shook your finger yeah and I just it, had it beer on my finger yeah yeah it, yeah it wasn't it, it wasn't a glamorous image do you know what I was thinking at what point uh sort of when well, now, you, when you no, went to, no no I could never know do you know what I was thinking when you went to get when I went to get the second beers at that place um can I hazard a guess yes uh, probably working out how to signify the, the number two with your fingers because in it, cause, listen to me because, because in in the UK we do our index finger and our middle finger mm-hmm. whereas in Eastern Europe they do their thumb and their index finger yeah were you thinking about that? I wasn't thinking about that. What, so what were you thinking about that? I was thinking, thinking how disgusting would that beer have had to have been that we wouldn't have just said, wow, that is delicious. I think if they had given us some water from the loo, yeah. I, put, I, I, I would have said would have, that it was no. the best beer I've ever had in my life. Yeah, yeah. It, just, it, was, it, it felt like a moment. Well, that's the whole thing about this. That's the whole thing about this, is, is that what my brother calls the, the Provencal paradox. Whoa. Which is... First is, time I'm hearing about this. Is it? Yeah. I, okay. Well, so it's it's basically having rosé in the Provence région sure, or France yeah. Yeah. is always going to be nicer than if you take that bottle, yeah, take it home that day and drink it in the sun. It's like in, I, listen, you know what, I'm not just, finished. Okay, okay. And then drink it in the sun in Bexley Heath. Sure. Yeah. What I was going to say is it's sort of like. You know when that, f- that thing when you're in, say, sort of like the capital of Italy or something, and they have right. their certain customs. Yeah. Your brother's theory is almost like. So, like, so, 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 so like, you would do the thing that that they would do when yeah, you were in. Whilst you're in Rome. Yeah, exactly. Whilst you're, whilst in Rome. Whilst in Rome, exactly that. Uh, you could probably you could probably coin quite a good phrase about that. Actually, yeah. Because you could say like. Because if it's something that, say, the the people that are from like, Rome do, mm-hmm. uh, you, you could say, sort of like, whilst you're in Rome, do 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 whatever the people in Rome do. Yeah. So, like, whilst you're in Rome, do whatever. But you could Rome, shorten that, couldn't you, just to whilst in Rome? Whilst in Rome. Exactly. A shorter version, you could do whilst in Rome. But also, it would, it would ultimately mean, whilst you're in Rome, do whatever the, the people from Rome do. So, whilst we were in Prague... We, the Prague, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you were saying, man. We woke up early the next day, reinvigorated by a delicious breakfast. The morning had a distinctly Christmas Day feel to it, particularly when there was a knock, knock, knock at the door, and Rory clambered into Paddy's bed to give him a present. I've actually got something for you. Oh, okay. I got you a gift. Oh, because last time you in Inverness, you surprised me with um. A gift, and I felt a bit like, oh, I, of course, I didn't bring you. No, it was fine. Gift. It was, it was. I it, that was just out of the generosity of my heart. You didn't have to get me something, but that's that's really kind. Yeah. What? 
We actually. Uh, wait, 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 sorry. <laughs> I, uh, wait, what do you mean? I, I got you this out the kindness of my heart. No, you, you just said you got it because you feel bad about me guessing you. No, gift. no, no. I don't. It says it. That was why I got it. I said that's what happened last time. Yeah. You got me a gift, which was. Well, I didn't I, expect anything in return. It was just a pure philanthropic act. <laughs> but thank you. I'm really. I can't. You wait did it to, to catch this. me out, mate. And so I'm, I'm sort of counter catching you out. Okay. Annoyingly, uh, the levels on your microphone were not really working when I gave you the gift. Yeah. In Inverness, so that so won't actually, be on the record. Yeah, so, so there's no evidence of. But it's fine. As I say, it wasn't about doing it to to make you feel bad, or you. I don't have to have it on the record. But I'm looking forward to receiving this. What is it? Um, well, obviously we're we're doing a lot of beer drinking here, and I know you're a Absolutely. big beer fan. Yeah. And I also know that you are a huge fan of sci-fi, specifically. <laughs> Specifically, right. Star Wars. I, I don't know where Millennium, you got that from. <laughs> Millennium Falcon bottle opener. Oh, that's unbelievable! Thank you so much, man. A few that notes. Actually, so, strangely, doesn't look like it will open a bottle of beer. It's it's yeah, one of the smaller bottle openers it, I've ever seen. I don't think yeah. And what's bad about it is, is that the re- the review I read before I bought it said that it was two. They it was it was one. It was zero to one stars across the board. Yeah, N- namely because um, the, the the device, the actual bottle opening device, is too small to open regular bottles. But so you, it's completely useless. <laughs> so, but you, but you, well, it's the thought that counts, isn't it? I'm sort uh, of very moved by that. That's very kind of you, Rory. Thank you. Can we get out? Open it. Okay. Now, oh. Um, I just know. Yeah, well, it is small, isn't it? It is small, yeah. And what? And you saw that and thought of me because have I mentioned that I'm in Star Wars before? It was the only novelty bottle opener that was available for same day delivery because <laughs> I needed it. Because right, it was, yeah, um, yeah, I needed it the uh, the day. It's um, might seem unappreciative or petty to ask this, but can I ask you how much this cost? Three ninety nine. Mm. Yeah, that's that's really kind. Thank you so much. That's okay. And have you used your beer foamer that I bought you? Your ultrasonic beer foamer that was, um, you know... How much is that? I, it, listen, it would be very indiscreet of me to tell. Well, I've just told you how much the Millennium Falcon bottle opener was, so how much was the beer foamer? I'm saying it would be indiscreet to say how much a gift cost. Seven quid, probably. Yeah, it was more than, it was more than that, but don't worry about it, man. Eight Thank quid, you so eight, much eight for quid. that. Thank you. That's all right, man. So I'm looking, forward, looking forward to you trying it. Yeah, we're trying to use I'm the... looking forward to you taking it to the next premiere of the next Star Wars film. Wow, is that part of the gift? No, no, I just, I just know that you're really into your Star, Star Wars and Star Trek, so you'll be there. <laughs> Why are you trying to paint me out like I'm some sort of nerd? No, I don't like I... Star Wars. I mean, I love the, Dude, I love the gift. I just got you a Millennium Falcon bottle and you're telling me you don't even like Star Wars. And so we embarked on a whistle-stop tour of the city, hiring scooters from outside the Penta Hotel and whizzing down to the Voltava River, where we boarded a boat. We were inspired by what we saw. Okay, Rory, let's play a quick round of Pint Pint Pitcher. Pitcher. Um, The beautiful river beneath our, our, our feet. A beautiful bridge above our heads. Yes, another adjective. We're going to go for beautiful third time. A beautiful man sat opposite me. We then took a cab to Strahov Monastery Brewery, a top tip from the Like a Local guide on the Penta website. In the lush setting of Petrin Hill, the old Prague meets the new, and ancient architecture is set against the beautifully restored courtyard. The brewery first started operating in the 13th century, 
but the place boasts slightly more crafty offerings nowadays. It's a monastery that's been brewing beers since the medieval times. Yeah, since 14 AD. And um, I wonder if they had the hazy IPA when the monks were brewing it. Probably not. Yeah, yeah. There was a monk who was working there who was a, who was a, a drummer in a lo-fi Sonic Youth-style band. And he, he, he said, look, guys, I think we should stop making this ancient old ale and we should, um, we should make this... Ha- yeah, we should make something more likely to find in Shoreditch. Yeah. We opted for a couple of foaming pints of cream ale before taking a short stroll down the hill and settling in the garden of bustling gallery restaurant Kutchin. With a stunning view over the city, we discussed our increasingly fragile constitutions. Uh, is it just like physically we just slow down a bit and are unable to sort of go all guns blazing, or is it more I like we're more concerned? I think it's just youth with rose-tinted glasses and nostalgia, and you were always this person. No, no. Best of all, 2012, I didn't stop for... for for 96 hours what's 48 times 2 what's 4 days 96 (laughs) something like that yeah 86 96 I was all guns blazing for 96 hours on the Isle of Wight at Robin Hill Family Park whatever people still talk about it people still talk about it if it wasn't clear already we very often don't have a clue what we're talking about especially when it comes to beer it was time to stop messing around and call in the heavy cavalry we were lucky enough to meet up with author and New York Times contributor Evan Rail at Pivovarsky Club Benedict a 10-minute walk from Penta Hotel. Evan is a long-term resident of Prague, the go-to guy on Czech beer culture, and also a great bloke. Well, it's a Saturday afternoon. It's a beautiful day here in Prague, and we're listening to the Jay Giles Band, I think, or some kind of <laughs> 80s rock um, in a pub that I really love, which actually closed during the pandemic. And it reopened after the pandemic, and this is a pub that's really important to me. I held my, had my wedding reception here many years ago. Um, so it's, it's neat for me to come back because this is the first time I've been here since it reopened. When did it reopen? It reopened a few months ago, I guess. I don't know. It, it happened. It closed during the pandemic and it reopened again. Slightly different name, but the main beer on tap is the same beer, this beer Benedict that we're drinking and we'll talk about. And it's just a, it's just a nice Saturday afternoon, kind of quiet uh, day where you could imagine somebody coming in and having a pint and maybe reading a, a newspaper, catching up on the sports scores, yeah, yeah. or just losing themselves, and, and just having a quiet pint alone, like we're having a quiet pint, quiet pint together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Evan, you're already way better in this exactly, game. Yeah, I, I, I think back to the ones which we've done, they're very much just sort of, there's uh, the sun's out, and we're looking at the, some buildings. Uh, you've already proven yourself to be more articulate than us uh, in uh, Pint to Picture. Yeah. The other thing that we struggle with is, as we, uh, we said to you before the interview, we come at this from a very emotional point of view. And, That's and, a great uh, way to come at it. And yeah. we, what we're trying to capture is some sort of feeling that you get where you're having a beer and possibly with a snack, with a view, with great company. And, you know, when you're probably not in your hometown as well. Yeah. Um, and so w- what we thought we might start by talking about is just the... Um, that you might be able to tell us about the science behind why the beer is so delicious here. So, so what do they do right here that we do wrong where we're from? I'll tell you, in the sort of the big picture, what happened here is that there was communism, right? First there were the Nazis and then there were the communists. And, you know, I don't know if I can swear on this show, but they were both assholes. <laughs> and I think that's fairly uncontroversial. I, 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 it's not a controversial statement. Yeah. That should be, I think everyone should nod their head and sagely yeah. say, you know he's right about that yeah. one. Yeah. Um, but... What happened is that from about 1939 until about 1989, the brewing systems here, the brewing technology and the culture of brewing was frozen. 
nothing happened. And in other countries, okay, so there was a war, and then the war was over, World War II was over, and then they got about the business of modernizing their breweries and doing things the new way, which is more economical and faster and, and more efficient. And Czechoslovakia, as it was called in that time, did not. And under the communists, the communists did not invest in the breweries. They did not modernize the breweries. They did not change anything. They basically destroyed them by leaving them alone. And when 1989 came, when the Velvet Revolution came, these breweries, this is before my time, I wasn't here then, but I've talked to people. These breweries were museum pieces. They were the way people brewed in the 19th century. Right. And they hadn't modernized, so they did it techniques of, of brewing, which is called de- a technique called decoction mashing. It's not important to get into, but it's an old way of doing things that takes about four more hours, right? right. So instead of five hours, it's like a nine-hour brew day. Mm. And they, they never drop that. And so other countries, like Germany, where they make pilsners as well, or pale lagers, uh, dropped, largely dropped this old technique and they modernized and they used this more efficient methods and more efficient technology. In the name of making money? To In the name of s- speed, efficiency, you know, saving money, sure. Yeah. But all of these things, if it takes five hours, it's not just money, it saves energy. And there yeah. are energy shortages and there are yeah, problems, yeah, yeah. right? So while other countries modernized their brewing, Czechoslovakia and then today's Czech Republic did not modernize. Can I ask a really madly abstract question? You, you may. We were <laughs> Sally forth. We were talking about this last night. Um, the first place we went to, what was it called, Rory? Dva... Dva um, Kohoki. It's just down the road. Yeah. yeah two, two clocks. Yes, well, okay. Two yeah. Either way. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. Keep yeah, this. We, yeah, we two clocks when we turned It's two chickens, basically. Yeah, two, two boy chickens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and... I, well, I, this was one of the best beers that I've, I've never been to Prague before and it was one of the greatest beers I've ever tasted and I started having a sort of like not out of body experience but I started getting a bit poetic and I, uh, I watched the documentary uh, Jiro Dreams of Sushi yes. about um, how he makes sushi and I, I don't know if they say it in the documentary or it's just a tangent that I went off on but he's talking about how the best tuna has been and gone because we're destroying the ocean basically and it made me a bit depressed that it's like well the, the best bite of sushi has been eaten already we're not moving towards a better future of that we're, we're moving away from that and in your opinion has the best glass of beer been drunk already or are we refining the process and keeping the old traditions and keeping the old ingredients moving towards the best beer well, beer is an interesting drink. It's an interesting uh, food product in, in the whole, you know, gigantic realm of what, what we put into our bodies in terms of uh, food and drink. Beer is a really interesting one because it, it is so transient. It, there's only a batch of beer and then it disappears and it doesn't keep around. I'm sorry. Our drinks have just been taken away. We're going to have uh, three more. Thank you. Um, Beer is interesting because it's something that is always made anew, it's, and it's made several times a year. It's, there's not one vintage per year, but there are many, many batches per month, you know. And for me, just knowing where we are, I think it's it's really easy to get into a kind of trap of thinking that the best days are past us, that yeah. the world's 
that the best literature's already been written, that the best plays have already been best performed, music, that the best there, music, well, the best music, that, that one's real. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't fuck well, around. Well, Brian Adams, it was played before. <laughs> Stone, yeah, yeah, it's Stone Roses, and everyone knows it's Stone oh, Roses' first album. Oh, yeah. so, we're preaching to the so, choir. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we're done. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but other than music, uh, in, most, in most realms, it, no, there is progress, and there, there is motion forward, and we are developing new things, and maybe, okay, maybe the best bite of... Uh, Sushi tuna has is gone from the earth, but I do not notice beer quality here getting worse. I notice it getting better, and I believe that there is progress and that there are things ahead. People ask me what's my favorite beer, you know, and they they mean like brand, you know, what's your favorite model of beer? Which what, who's your favorite maker? What's your favorite beer? And I say my favorite beer is the next one. That's my favorite beer, you know. My favorite beer is the one we're getting after this, and I think that's a better way of thinking about. What, what we're looking forward to in beer. Beer's supposed to be fun. There's a lot of yeah. enjoyment in it. And, and we should look forward and have a kind of uh, anticipation of some... Oh, look. On that cue, our like, beer... The, the next beer's here. <laughs> There's no perfect beer. We just concluded that. But is there, <laughs> is there a moment that you can think of or, if it hasn't happened, a fictional thing you could create in your mind which would be your perfect description of the feeling this is the life I, I'm very grateful for the quiet moments alone I get every once in a while to sneak out it's not really sneaking I mean I don't have to ask permission or <laughs> or you know run and hide but if I can kind of sneak out and and get I bring my notebook and I go to a corner pub and I have a pen and I have a pint and I can sit and write a few thoughts and and feel myself there I can feel myself in the moment, and I know that this is the place where I am right now, and I feel connected to that location. It's usually around 4 or 5 p.m., not unlike this time. The light's pretty much like this. It's going golden. The sun's going down. It's, it's It's really easygoing, you know. It's some kind of feeling that is a sense of calm where I don't feel rushed to get from something or to something. And I, I have a few moments for myself, and it's generally over a beer. It's generally over a Czech pale lager yeah. nowadays. And I, I greatly appreciate those moments. It's, it's, pre- it's presence. It's, it it gives about. me a moment to be present. In the moment. I am there, and I know I'm there. And maybe not everything is right in the world, but everything is right enough. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's enough. We were giddy with hysteria after our chat with Evan and we took our learnings and disappeared into the Prague night. Here we are the following morning, slightly worse for wear. The next thing that happened was that you then, and I don't, I feel bad about doing this on the podcast, but you proceeded to let um, yourself down a bit, uh, let the podcast down a bit and ultimately Penta Hotels down a bit. You, what, what, well, if, if I say that the night ended with you ordering a Pizza Hut at two in the morning to a random address in Prague, about one and a half miles away, and falling asleep whilst the delivery driver called you. Yeah. Then you can probably fill in the gap in the middle between the the, the Dubliner and that. Um, it was it was about three thirty in the morning. Yeah. Um, yeah, sadly, I, I, I managed to sort of order it to an industrial estate across the river. <laughs> Um, feel bad because that food's probably gone to waste. All the delivery driver had uh, probably an early breakfast at that point. 
Um, or just someone had a lovely surprise. I mean, you've already proven yourself to be capable of that. I've just got a Millennium Falcon bottle opener. Mm. You're just sending pizzas around town. Exactly, yeah. To anyone who needs them. Yeah, well, that's, that's what I can do here. Um, yeah, okay, so, so you're, you're saying that maybe I had a bit too much to drink. I'm saying that you, sort of, I think you had a bit of a lull. You were a bit thinking maybe you are going to head back. Luckily, I kept you out and said, look, dude... I'm going to give you the time of your life tonight. <laughs> I can tell you that none of that happened because you probably can't remember what happened. Uh, I, was a, listen, I was a bit drunk. Yeah. I'd been drinking some beers, having a nice time on holiday and I and had a great night. Yeah, it was lovely. It was great. We met a couple of uh, local lads in a bar. <laughs> Yeah, uh, actually, we we have to talk about them seriously because they were very friendly yeah, men they and, they, so and they nice. want to listen to this. And I remember the last thing that we said to them was, "Oh, can we?" They said, "Can we listen to the podcast?" And I suggested that we sw- swapped email addresses, and they laughed in my face. <laughs> they were, they were like, what, what, we don't want your email addresses. We want your Instagrams. We want your socials. Yeah, yeah. Tell us your handles. And they, got, and they got exactly that, didn't they? I just said, follow Rory. He's got more followers than me. You'll find me. He'll well, post some things. Got two me. more now. Yeah. Two more followers than you know. So, um, yeah. Big shout out to those guys who taught us a thing or two about table football. Good grief. They were incredible. I've never they were, they were passing such... it around like Brentford. Yeah. they were <laughs> The close control that he had. He would sort of like, you'd shoot quite a powerful shot. Yeah. And he would just take it down. Yeah, and then sort of pass it up through the midfield to the striker and then just slot it in. He was doing stepovers. Exactly. He was on the table at one point doing <laughs> stepovers. <laughs> I also don't remember. Do you remember what the forfeit was going to be if we lost... Uh, as 10 a, mil. If we lost 10 mil. Crawl under the table. And then as it proceeded to look more likely that that was going to happen, yeah. he then added, crawl under the table and bark like a dog. Yeah. And then when it was sort of 9 nil, it was like, and take your clothes off. Absolutely <laughs> mad. He insisted it was a tradition, but I've never heard of that. I've never heard of that at all. No, but well, great. We guys. didn't lose. We didn't lose ten nil. No, we didn't in the end. We actually held our own yeah, at a certain yeah. point. Was, was like Do you 10... think they were taking it easier on us? I think they, they were. Because I, 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 they went three 0 up very quickly, and I think they thought, "Look, these two, yeah. these two English idiots don't even know how to play this game of table football." And they set us up because they because they suggested putting some money on it or a bit of a or some drinks. Well, I think it was my suggestion. At that point, I was doing anything to get a drink in my gob. <laughs> and you, you didn't get one because we lost and we had to buy them some shots. Yeah. And then I think the after effect of that is today you turned into what I would describe as an odd little bloke. Um, Very little patience, s- sort of quite angry. There's a bit of a darkness behind the eyes today. We'll get rid of it. It will probably be after you've relaxed and had a beer. Um you think you're perfect don't you mate <laughs> you think you think you just got it right when in fact this is I'm the being normal you're just being more irritable you you don't notice you don't say that I'm being a nuisance when you're having a nice time you're not being a nuisance when I'm having a nice time but yeah because you're not finding it you're not getting irritated by any little thing it, yeah, okay. We'll move past this. Uh, we're moving, I, moving past a lot this morning, aren't we? Now, I'm very interested to hear about your Apple story. I'm assuming it's going to be very boring and it's going to get cut. Yeah, 
hit me. Well, do you remember what the teaser was, which was quite exciting? Yeah, you said, letter from the Queen. And, then, and at that point, I said, stop. Yeah, letter from the Queen. Right, I'm going to try and rattle through this one. Yeah. Year five, primary school, Landscove Church of England, primary school down in South Devon. Mm-hmm. Um, we plant some apple trees. Um, we hold an event on a Saturday, uh, an apple day. Uh, not on a school day, this is extracurricular. I think it was on a Saturday. Yeah. Lots of people came. Mm-hmm. Um, it was basically apple-based events, apple-based, I want to say talks. <laughs> um, sort of a conference of apples. It's kind of, yeah. It's like a fate, but it was all around, all around the, the, the subject of apples. And people came from across the country, across the world to hear you. People came from the BBC. To Apple Day. To Apple Day. And they stuck it on the BBC News, BBC Spotlight, which is Do you is think the there was some sort of misunderstanding and they thought that it was like a tech conference and yeah, like that Steve keynotes. Jobs was going to be there? Announcing the new iPod probably at that yeah. time. And you came out in a little polo neck and jeans and just... Juggling just, apples. <laughs> juggling apples. Said, next slide, this is, is the apple tree I planted. Pretty much so. It was, it was stuff like that. I mean, I assume there's probably stuff like apple bobbing. Yeah, I, I assume there's like toss, toss the apple at the badger. Um, right, that one's less conventional. <laughs> apple bowling, but instead of Skittles, it's like Apples. apple juice. Right. Um, of apple Capella. juice bottles, yeah. Um, BBC News came. Queen saw it. On BBC? Probably. She's flicking through the channels. Oh, there's nothing on it. it it's a Saturday morning. Football focus is finished, but the early kickoff hasn't... Oh, she doesn't have Sky, does she, the Queen? Well, so she's, so she's going to switch on the radio to listen to the early kickoff. She's like, but in, the, in that little gap between, there's nothing on. Hang on, what's this on BBC? Well, actually, it would, would have been BBC Spotlight. What's so she would have what was this on the what's this on the the regional BBC channel for the southwest of England? She's really scraping the bottom of the of the barrel the listings. And they say we are here live from Devon. Yeah, it wasn't a live broadcast, but at, go on, go with the live thing. Apple Day, nineteen ninety eight. Mm, two thousand and one, maybe two thousand and one. We're joined here by young Rory Marshall, who is leading the event. Hi, hi, yeah, hi. Um, yeah, thanks for having me on the BBC. I'm a bit nervous, but yeah, we are absolutely blown away by what you've achieved here today. From small Thank apple you. seeds. Mighty trees have grown. Oh, Tell us the idea behind the event. Um, thank you. Yeah. So, um, so um, a year ago, me and my classmates sat, sat around and we said things, all things that we always take in turns to say things that we liked. Uh, and I said that I love apples because they're sweet and juicy and delicious, and I had them for my pudding. Um, and so I thought, guys, how about we plant a number of apple trees and have a brilliant apple day party fate in the Landscove um, f- um, school field? And so here we are now. I can't believe it. That was a year ago. Well, I have to say it's been an absolutely incredible event oh, thank you and thank you, you seem to have been getting and i don't know if this is appropriate but you've been actually making cider and getting steadily and steadily more drunk throughout the day yeah well that's absolutely right yeah um, my dad taught me how to f- ferment cider so yeah I've, I've drunk a good seven or eight pints of, of this cider i've made feeling quite drunk now but and i um, don't know if this is a coincidence but every uh, single person in this have, town, you, got, have you got a lighter so Every single person in this town has received a Pizza Hut pizza today. 
Yeah, oh yeah, that, that, oh, that's just, probably last night. I was drinking quite late last night, so I ordered. I always accidentally order Pizza Hut when I'm when I've had a few ciders or a few beers. What a strange little bloke you are. Well, it's a good thing. Well, I hope I hope that there's someone important watching. You, um, what I'm thinking, Mr. Reporter, is that I hope the Queenie the Queenie's watching, and I hope that if she is watching, she's going to send us a letter. You naive little drunk child. As if that would happen. Back to you in the studio. Oh, what a lovely... Yeah, yeah. And then what, then what happened? Well, the Queen saw it. And young Rory was right, because the Queen wrote a letter. And it said something along the lines of, you have been superb. <laughs> <laughs> you Science, not, the Queen. <laughs> simple as that. You took your landscape church in primary school. What incredible work you've done with your apples. Mm-hmm. Did you know, sort of this sort of thing, that my house, Sandringham House in Norfolk, is famous for growing apples? Want to come along? No. Yeah, school trip to Sandringham House a few months later. Drunk the apple juice from the apples that were grown in Sandringham House grounds. Vi- visited Duxford Air Museum. That wasn't anything to do with the Queen. Um, <laughs> and met, met like a few blokes. All of this from just planting a few apples. Yeah. We watched it. We watched... We, um... Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. All this from planting a few apples. Unbelievable. Well, have I ever told you... Before we go to our beer spa... Yeah, yeah, Have yeah. I ever told you about my appearance on the BBC? No. I was on Newsround. <laughs> Were you? Yeah. What for? What had you done? Um, I was their film correspondent for a small time. <laughs> and when I say a small time, I mean uh, for one episode... What? I wasn't one of the press packers. I wasn't one of the people they sent to the review the film who were fronting the review. Uh, I I went to a preview of Pokemon Two Mew vs Mewtwo, and uh, the the press packers were getting ready to <laughs> getting ready to interview um, the Pokemon and whatnot. <laughs> sure, the stars of the film, yeah, the Pokemon Mew Mewtwo Pikachu, mm. and they said we'd like to review some. Uh, we'd like to ask some of the your opinions as the audience. Does anyone have any thoughts? And I stuck my hand up and I said, this is my moment, this is going to be my big break and mm. I'm going to be... I guess this is what I've been searching for. This is the... I'm going to be considered the sort of Mark Commode of my time. Yeah, yeah. The Roger Ebert... Is that what he's called? Don't know who you're talking sure. about. Um, I had some thoughts. My thinking was, what I wanted to say in the interview was... It was a good film, I enjoyed it, but for its target audience, it might have been a little convoluted in its plot. It might have been a bit complicated. It was unnecessarily sort of intricate things going on. Right, you're slagging Um, it off. No, it was just constructive criticism to the filmmakers. Right. And it was, this is exactly why I was sort of switched on smart kid. I was not thinking just what was the review like. I'm saying, what were they looking to achieve? Who's this film aimed at? Mm. And will it be successful in their target market? So I said it. I was wearing a, a silver puffer jacket. I was sweating profusely. Uh, and I, but I got my points out. And I went home to watch my big break on TV that night. Got home and said, Mum, Dad, I'm about to be on TV. Switch on Newsround. Yeah. They put it on. This was my first experience of how brutal the entertainment industry can be. Yeah. They chopped that interview down so much to its... They stitched me up. You basically had you saying, I really enjoyed the film. 
No, they, what they had me say is, I really enjoyed the film, but it was a bit complicated. Made me look like a moron. <laughs> they didn't even get the next bit in. Bit complicated for its target audience, admittedly, which was me. <laughs> but I understood what the film was about. I understand what was going yeah. on. I was just saying that some of the less switched on kids who are planting apples down in Devon, they wouldn't understand the funniest <laughs> thing about this film. Calm down, man. I'm sorry, it's a really sore subject for me. So, you know, it was I an think, absolute I think, I think, no, I think that review serves its purpose. Serves, serves its purpose. I think. It was, yeah, yeah, but I looked like an idiot in a puffer jacket sweating. <laughs> and I didn't understand this film and I was panicked. I knew what I wanted to say and they edited it out. I was left on the cutting room floor. Your face. And I switched the TV off and I said, Mum, Dad... That's not what I said. I've got to believe me. I did not say that They've about that f***ing film. They've up like a kipper there. And I stormed out to bed. I slammed the door. And I said, never again. I will never show my face on the British Broadcasting Corporation again. Done much stuff for ITV? <laughs> not any terrestrial TV programme. Right. I'll only be independent podcasts with hotels. Brilliant. So, yes, yeah, should we go to the beer spot? I need to, I need to I wind down. Whoa, yeah. I am tight Your now. eyes are watering. And so we march down the streets of Prague, stopping off for a quick pint at the intimate Uzlete Hotigra, as recommended by the Penta staff. Hi, Pedro and Rory. Whilst you are here, you have got to try Uzlete Hotigra. We then arrived at the beer spa, where on arrival we were gifted two ice-cold glasses and instructed to pour our beers before being led into a basement with a bed of hay next to a fireplace. Right, okay, let's just cut straight to the chase. We're both in baths, we're just full of water and hops. We're in it's beer. big wooden tanks. Yeah. Uh, naked, completely naked. Stop. Naked as the day I was born. Um, next to our, our, the, the big wooden baths are two beer pumps. We've got a beer pump each. That's quite, that's, that is luxurious. It's incredible. And Neil's going to hear, like, this is me cleaning the glass. Now I'm going to pour myself a nice light beer. Within the bath, it sort of looks, uh, I'd say, like one of those quite fashionable, cold-pressed green juices. Yeah. That looks like what we're bathing in. Uh, I mean, objectively quite disgusting looking. Yeah, it looks horrible. It, was like, it looks like swamp water. Filled with hops, hops, yeast and sort of barley. It's literally, it's literally the ingredients for beer. It's the ingredients for beer. You keep saying it's literally beer. It's not beer. It's beer. It's not been brewed. I, I'm, I'm drinking it. You're drinking beer separately. <laughs> um, do you want to talk our listeners through sort of the process of getting here and how, just what happened? Our journey. Um, we walked through the city centre. Yeah. And we um, we walked through the old town square. We walked past that big old clock. Oh, I've cut to the chase. I sort of meant just once we got to the spa. Oh right, I, I didn't know what you were getting at. Why didn't you, you, you mention what what we what happened when we got here? Well, just I thought it was quite funny our interaction with that woman as she was showing us around. Yeah. Just then. Yeah. Um, we just kept on both being. Hinting that we'd like a bit of discretion. She's like, no, it's fine. It's just you here. Like, yes, we know. Yeah, it's, it's okay. It's just you two, so you can you can you can get naked. And I said, do you have a rope? <laughs> She's like, 
It's you. It's just you. It's you, man. What was the problem? Nothing to worry about. I'm not going to be here. She said, it's fine to be naked. Yeah, and I was like, I know. You, then you looked at her and you sort of held your hand up to sort of cover and went, it's him I'm worried about. Pointed at me, and I heard you say that. Yeah. Um, it's lovely water, isn't it? Yeah, I'm going to go under. Sorry? I'm going to go under. Head under? Yeah. Here he goes. All right, so he's going down. It's really hard. The angle... Yeah, well, I don't get up within five seconds. <laughs> yeah, I can't come in. Well, I'm ready to grab a towel. I've got two sort of benches at either side yeah, of my I think path, and if I get stuck wedged between them as my head's on that, I won't be able to get out. I'll be able to help you, but I think you can, um, you go sideways on, like, go, go cross-legged and then, like, dunk in like that. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's sort of mad yoga. There's not enough space. Shall I, shall I show you? I'm going to show you how I'm going to do it. Oh, yeah. No, no, you just got to dunk in, like... Yeah, so you got to pick the legs under... I think I'm probably, like, my rotate fully 360. <laughs> Dude, just going to be my arse sticking out of the car with my head under. Like a whale. <laughs> I'm hoping not for the... Uh, so, for most... Uh, Let me show you how to do it. You go into fetal position... I'm going under. Go into the feet. I'm going to say, my feet's coming up. <laughs> your feet have come up. No, your feet have come up, but not your head. Paddy? <laughs> You're there. Oh, God. How, how's, the, how's the beer making your skin feel? Good. I'm, actually, I'm enjoying the combination of beer and, and bath. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, we had slipped and fallen. A bit like Loch Ness Monster in here, actually. Yeah, like episode one. I don't know why. Because I'm a monster. Uh, okay, interesting. We always had a couple of beers. We went to the Golden Tiger oh. pub, a favourite of politicians. You often find that there's a bar in every city, yeah. which obviously the researchers just find that it's like the place where the locals go. Yeah. And it's like there are photos of Merkel and Bill Clinton on the walls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how does that sort of come to be? Whose job is it to be the scout for world leaders? It's probably, it's probably somewhere that's really picturesque. Um, I suppose the person who's fi- finding it has probably seen other people do it. Like Merkel's people probably saw Clinton and, and his rabbit. Oh, and, and, and the first thing you want to do is be associated with Bill Clinton. <laughs> well, I just think, you, you know, if a couple of guys like, well, I could, could flip through Time Out's list or I could just go so where Clinton is locked, his, his mark wins. Well, but you know, last time I was in there, I sat in Bill Clinton's seat. What? Yeah, he wasn't happy when he got back to his table. <laughs> Cheers, man. Hey, to a lovely bath of beer. To a lovely bath of beer, and to what? 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 Um, <coughs> I'm not drunk. I'm still putting that on. To a lovely bath of beer, and to an incredible trip to Prague. We've been made to feel very welcome. Would you feel comfortable in saying TITL? Oh. Noise was the water hitting against the side of the bathtub and my back. Okay, I didn't say it it wasn't, but I can see why you wanted to clarify. Um, Honestly, with this beer here and a pump of unlimited beer there, I'm thinking to myself, this is the life. Cheers, man. Cheers, man. I love you so much. What is it, Krusevicha? Krusevicha. Another beer. I'm not making that 7am flight, man. 
I'm staying. I think there's very little chance of us both being on that flight. Like if my conversation would be a customer service to one. You'll get blacklisted. Yeah, I've said some very good things on the phone to some lovely lady in South Africa. You've, um, yeah, you've blamed her for, for basically us just booking a flight that we now don't want. Yes, yes. Um, should we turn the music up? Let's get it pumping in here and get on that hay bed. And before we knew it, our time in Prague was up. But what did we learn? Well, we learned that the beer there is really, really very good. Evan educated us on the science behind it, but also the magic. He was right. No specific beer is the best beer. The best beer is always the next beer. Sure, we might have taken the phrase a little too literally and thought he actually meant keep drinking beer and don't stop, but what he meant was the next beer represents hope. It represents optimism, that great times and great moments are still to come. Get yourself to a nice place with a cold beer and some good company and who knows what could occur. Anything can happen. If I hold on to that hope and project it out into the universe, that is what turns coincidences or statistical anomalies into miracles. So I kept hoping, I kept believing And then a few months later, a miracle happened to me. Hello, Rory Marshall. It's Mr. Thomas Pepperoni here from Pizza Hut in Prague. I couldn't find you to deliver your pizza, and I've been cycling for many weeks across the city to track you down. And I found your name on a booking at the Penta Hotels. They told me you're now in London, and so I've cycled here to deliver it to you. Uh, it might say Paddy on the delivery, but please ignore that. That was a mistake. I'm outside waiting for you. Dude, Th- Thomas has just arrived at my house. He's delivered the pizza from Prague. And I'm so guilty, I don't even know what to say to him. The pizza's turned up, mate. So... He must have cycled over from Prague because he's turned up on his bike and still hot, the pizza, weirdly. Still hot, but... This is the life is written and presented by Paddy Delaney and Rory Marshall and is supported by Penta Hotels. This episode was edited and mixed by Johnny White. Music was written and performed by Jack Kay and LB Co and was mixed by Christian Smith.